Glow My God is brought to you by Afterglow ATX, a digital music publication in Austin, Texas. Read the entirety of our content at afterglowatx.com and follow us on all social media at afterglowatx. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Glow My God, an Afterglow ATX official podcast serving the hottest takes about what's next in your queue. I'm today's host, Mark Yoder, the audio director of Afterglow, and I'm joined by content editor, Mika Garza, as well as multimedia staffer Rachel Marquez. And today we're discussing a very important topic, and that is the good, the bad, and the ugly of EDM. Is it a genre that's worth listening to? Who created dubstep? All of these questions will be answered and more, but first we will be jumping into what's new in music. All right, and what's new in music? We reflect on some of the biggest music news events from the past two weeks. Mika, what news has stuck out to you? Um, I heard recently, uh, and read an article actually, that Amoeba Music, it's a very famous record store, very beloved in uh, LA. They closed their store down about a year ago because of the pandemic, and they opened a new location on Hollywood Boulevard. So I'm excited to go check that out sometime in the future. Sweet. All right, cool. Rachel, what did you see? Um, So one of my favorite artists, Jacob Collier, and I have a couple people that um, don't like some of his music as much as I do, but (laughs) he has officially announced his 2022 tour, and I'm so pumped because I was supposed to see him a year ago, but due to the pandemic, of course, um, they got, it got, the tour got canceled, Um, but he's playing um, here at Emo's Austin on April 22nd. Uh, next year so although it's a little far away i'm super excited to get the opportunity to see him in person very cool yeah i really like his stuff his 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 harmonies are insane um my music news event it might be kind of a cold one at this point but lil nas x kind of hit number one for his song montero in parentheses, call me by your name, um, where this is the music video where he went to hell, he twerked on the devil, and then he put out a shoe with blood in it. Lots of, you know, I feel like Lil Nas X is just a master of kind of working the internet and working outrage culture to his advantage. And he's done just that here. So well done, Lil Nas X. Well done. Um, yes. And now for our next section, save, skip, and repeat, where we talk about what's been in our queue recently. So, Mika, what did you have as your save, skip, and repeat? Well, Mark, this week, this week, I am saving, uh, Four-piece instrumental band named Nautilus versus Pangolin released an EP called Little Root, and it is 
So good. I'm saving that everywhere on Bandcamp, on Spotify, on all the things. You should too. Uh, and then I'm skipping Lana Del Rey's new album, Chemtrails Over the Country Club, because I tried to listen to it and it <laughs> fucking sucks. It sucks. It's so bad. Uh, anyway. What's so bad about it? Elaborate. Uh, it's just, it's bad. The first song hurt my ears. I don't know why she was using that falsetto voice so early on in the, <laughs> in the album. I was like, girl, at least like, you gotta wait till track five or yeah, something. Yeah, draw to pull me, draw me in with a banger, and then you can start yeah. getting on that sad stuff. But I was not about it. The, her lyricism is embarrassing. Like, gave me secondhand, <laughs> secondhand embarrassment. And I think yeah. that that I had to turn it off when I started feeling understandable. That way. Was it like cringy so, lyrics, yeah. or was it just like bad lyrics? Like cringy. It's like she's cringy and she also just says things that nobody asks for her opinion on. <laughs> and she does that generally in her life, like on social media, but she decided to use that in her album as well. And it was not a good look. So, okay. So it was just bad all around, like a three out of 10, if at all. And that I, I used to like Lana a lot. In fact, I enjoyed her last album, so. I feel like she always has really cringy lyrics, though. Yeah, but... Like, that's we, just what we have come to expect, almost. Uh, for sure. But her last album, at least, like, there were at least two or three songs that I was like, hell yeah, this is a banger, this is a song of the summer, yeah. my quarantine. And this album, <laughs> I tried it twice, couldn't, couldn't handle it. It was right. pretty bad. Uh... Yeah, so big skip. And then my repeat right now, I've been listening to Sade's 1985 album, Promise, on repeat for the entire last week. Because so good. Mm. Very nice. Rachel, what did you have? All right, so for my save, it's got to be for sure a song called Georgia by this uh, artist called Emily King. Um, kind of recently got into her music. She... I'm really interested in like minor chords or they're doing something that's like different from mainstream songs and her music. Um, definitely check her out if you have not checked her out, um, especially Georgia. That's on her 2011 album um, called The Seven EP. It's really good. Um, and I just really like bop into that song. So that would definitely be my save for the week. Skip. Um, what's poppin' my Jack Harlow? Mm. Now, the reason I say mm. this is because I'm a big TikToker. I'm, I look at TikTok all the time and I've just heard it too many times. Like I, I, yeah. I will be honest. Like I, if I listen to it a couple weeks later, I'll probably like it again. But I just right now, it's just like every other TikTok. I don't know what's up with my for you page. Like I just keep hearing that song. So just for this week. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's a fair point. I think if I was listening to it too many times, like it would definitely get old. There's I feel like that's the one thing I I don't really like about TikTok because sometimes I'll find a song on there that I really enjoy and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is finally getting the attention it deserves." But mm -hmm. then it gets overused and I'm like, "Oh, like yep. dang it." It's Yeah, then it yeah. 100%. But maybe I'll like that song next week. Who knows? Um, my repeat would be <laughs> Moving Out or Anthony's song by Billy Joel. I 
have been listening to Billy Joel recently. Um, haven't checked out a whole lot of his songs, but I'm really impressed by how many instruments he actually plays on his own tracks. Like he is a very talented man. Like I, I just love listening to his song and moving out is a song that I've heard on the radio before, or I've heard like a couple times that I've never like really listened to, like sat down, listened to it. And so I did that and I just think it's such a cool song. So that would be my repeat song for this week. Very, very nice. Very nice. <clears throat> my save of the week is Buzz Cut by Brockhampton featuring Danny Brown. Like, I feel like they kind of, they might be coming back. They might be, uh, they might be putting something pretty good out soon. Because I like the energy on this track. They were really, it was really aggressive. And Danny Brown, I felt like totally like complimented the weird vibe they were going for in the song. And yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what they come up with in the future. Um, my skip is kind of a funny one. I was just like, I didn't really have a good skip. So I was just looking at like top viral tracks in the u.s and i think a lot of these songs come from tiktok like they there's a new tiktok trend that is attached to one of these songs because some of them were kind of like confusing and i think this one was probably that because they're using that this like sea shanty wellerman song and like remixing it it's to give the full title it's called wellerman in parentheses sea shanty slash 200 20 kid x villain ted remix and yes this is i think the problem with edm is kind of creations like this where you take a sea shanty and like add some bass to it and like all these drops and you're like it was just really really awful wait that's so weird i would not imagine they would take a like a that's so weird i i I... but the reason is is because the sea shanty i think was like a viral tiktok thing where people were singing that and so they're like just how can we use this viral thing make an edm song out of it and it paid off they're they're viral on the u.s charts skrillex did that skrillex did that with scary Uh, monsters and nice sprites he used that video of the cup stacking yeah yeah during that was actually kind of funny though i feel like that was I I liked that one. I, the song is not great. I liked it when it came out too. I thought that was yeah. funny. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like yeah, so much, <laughs> and then it would like drop. I'm like, okay, I'll g- I'll give him points for that <laughs> one. But yeah, like it is something where something will go viral, and they're just trying to like capitalize on it a little bit. And yeah, terrible, terrible song. Do not go check it out. Uh, my repeat of the week is. Ain't Gonna Stop Me by Reggie, produced by Kenny Beats and Monty Booker. Uh, I think, like, the production was just really, I don't know, it really complemented kind of the the vibe that he had. It was, like, very chill and kind of introspective and, like, yeah, I thought it was super, super good. But, yeah, that concludes that And now 
we will be moving into our main topic of the episode, and that is EDM. And more specifically, like the way that EDM kind of gets painted in a bad light because of certain genres within EDM, even though it is a very large category of music. So maybe writing it off too soon could be a mistake. Mika, I'll let you take it away. Talk about your take when it comes to EDM. (laughs) So, so I have lots of thoughts. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Um, I feel like everybody goes through a phase where they indulge in some form of electronic music and I feel like people don't realize that techno like Daft Punk could be considered EDM and there are so many different artists that are popular that could be considered EDM and there's probably something that you like that falls under the umbrella category of EDM but genres like dubstep and uh, like cyber techno and like weird little niche genres that these people who are creating it obviously must like re- a lot but I don't want to be subjected to it and you shouldn't let that scare you away from EDM as a whole is basically yeah. what I think 100% yeah like dubstep I think was like one of my first like introductions to EDM and I think maybe for a lot of people it could be the same where you almost get the two mixed up it's like when you think of EDM you're just thinking of dubstep maybe but like when did when what did dubstep really have a big moment because I feel like it's kind of past its prime a little bit we were in middle school I remember this. Uh, okay. <laughs> I remember this so vividly because I remember. So this was a, I. This was a question that I was going to pose to you guys. I wanted to ask you guys. Do you remember what your first uh, experience with EDM was? Because I was going to say dubstep as well. Because um, like middle school, dubstep was a really big thing. Everybody was listening to Skrillex, and I went to Foam Wonderland. And I was like 13. I probably shouldn't have gone. And I saw DJ Blend. And he's like a, he's an EDM artist, basically. So there was a point in my life where I thought I liked it. And then I grew up and then I realized that I didn't. Um, But I think it was just viral. And it was like a fad of the times. But I started thinking even deeper. And I was like, you know what my first experience with EDM was? It was elementary school PE. Ooh, wow, <laughs> a real throwback. Elementary school PE, they would mm-hmm. play Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic so much while we would like be shooting <laughs> hoops or hula hooping or whatever we were doing in the gym. They loved that song for some reason, my gym teachers. And so that was actually like a really popular house song in the 90s. And... That was my first time that I heard an EDM song, and I was like, I really like this. Wait, that's kind of crazy, though, because I think that's the first song I listened to. Because it's on one of the We Dance um, versions, Pump Up the Jam, 
And I know that's one of the first songs that like, or that's one of the songs that my sisters and I like to like play because it just like was like, I was like, what is this? Like I, now that I look back on it though, I feel like, wow. Like I, I, I wouldn't really think of that as EDM for how people portray yeah, it nowadays. Yeah, that's what I was going to say yeah. for sure. Like when you're thinking of that song, you're not thinking of like it being EDM at all. The first time I can think of that I maybe was like, oh, maybe this is EDM was Shrillix with their uh, very popular explosive song that just like was so popular. And I think <laughs> it was really popular a couple years back, like just because technology and like it's just it just made it so popular and so many more things you could do with it. But then again, that also created like so many subgenres and so many genres like within EDM that it's it's so hard to like just say that EDM is just this one thing when there's so many different things like that it's about. Right, 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 mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and I also feel like with the whole dubstep kind of trend was like it was I feel like it was used a lot in like YouTube videos of like some like intros intros to thing would happen and then drop the bass and it'd be like crazy or something y'all know what i mean like it was sort of the backdrop to a lot of there are stuff bros on... there are bros on youtube who are still doing that i can guarantee uh, it because uh, i've seen yeah them do, i've seen some of those videos where they'll, it'll it's not like a lot of the time which i think is so funny and this carries me back to bro step the idea of bro step that bros you know what i mean by bros like Bros are a very specific type of human being. And the bros <laughs> love to do things outside. And so they'll record on their GoPros like cool jump shots and like flips off of cliffs and stuff. And then they'll use bro step or like dubstep songs in the background of their compilation videos that they edit on their Windows Movie Maker. Or what is the Mac? equivalent of that final cut pro um, i i movie of course they'll like make gopro compilations of them doing outdoor stuff and then when they oh yeah and i feel like i've watched a, i know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about those are still yeah gopro footage set to dubstep that's a thing doing some kind of extreme thing yes yeah. that's a thing and it still is happening in 2021 guaranteed I totally agree. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I totally agree with that. And I think it's really like <laughs> a long time ago, me and my friend were, were like, let's make a vlog. Like it was when we were a little bit younger, though. <laughs> and I know for a fact we made it was a dubstep intro to like, you got a friend in me and it started the dubstep. Like now that I look back at it, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. But we definitely use that as like, like, I feel like that was really popular for intros for YouTube. I, okay, like, I feel like with dubstep, it's so, I, I okay, I don't know exactly how it may, it's made, but it feels like one of those things that's, like, people can just recreate it a lot and then, like, sort of remix it with literally anything. Like, I think if you look up any song dubstep remix, like, it will probably exist. Like, somebody will have made that. And it's sometimes, it's like, yeah, you got a friend with Friend and me mixed with dubstep, it just doesn't make any sense. It, it, at, at the time, I I don't know. I think at the time I was just like, oh, like, like, oh, like the bass, like. But at the at the same time, yeah. though, I'm like that that song and and dubstep don't 
I don't think they should eat like a thing like that. That just seems so <laughs> weird. Like uh, it, it makes it to- a totally yeah. different song, like a totally different group. Let's let's let let's test my theory. Why don't y'all give me a song and then I'll see if there's a dubstep remix <laughs> of it on YouTube. <laughs> Try to do a weird one or like one that would be really difficult. Maybe. Mm. Uh I'm the first thing that came to head was or came to mind came to head was um see if there see if you can find a Black Sabbath dubstep remix. Like Iron Man or that one feels guaranteed. Sweet Leaf by. Yep. yep. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Everywhere. There's, there's many. <laughs> what many else? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So I don't know if this would be considered EDM or not, but I know because um, new show WandaVision. I I've, I've watched it like a lot with a lot of people that I know, uh-huh. and there's a song that's like. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, actually, now that I think about it. It's a song about, like, the true, like, villain. And uh, somebody made it, like, a dubstep of it that I saw. And I was like, what? Like, already? Like, uh, no way. Like, yeah. I don't get how it's so many I'm going to look up Let It Be by the Beatles dubstep remix. Guarantee there is. There's got it, 100%. Dubstep with the Beatles? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my there god, is. it's so There's gr- it's be. so gross. Something about it is so gross that they just take any song and then just like yeah, chop it up, put it in their dubstep remix. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like we've 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 talked about dubstep enough <laughs> probably, but I definitely agree that it it is it does put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, I think. Yeah. When it comes to EDM. For sure. And there are so many I I feel like we all keep saying like there are so many subgenres under EDM. Yeah, let's talk about let's, let's talk about highlight those. some of those yeah. sub those subgenres that we personally enjoy. Like what do you what do you like when it comes to EDM, Mika? I feel like a great starting point for most people would be like Daft Punk. Daft Punk Sure. Everybody loves Daft Punk. If you don't, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but, you know, like, everybody loves Daft Punk, and they're French House. They pioneered French House. They're, they're like, literally one of the first French House uh, groups to have ever done mm-hmm. French House. That's subgenre. And so, um, from I guess, when I started exploring EDM for one of the first times, I immediately started listening to Daft Punk, and then started listening to Eurohouse from there and realized that I really like house music. And so Same. House, I, I also really like house music. It's so, especially like, like ambient house or like trancey type house music that you can just like put on in the background of literally anything that you're doing and enjoy it. I really like house music. Um, and then I like to dance. So like uh, to bring not to bring up dubstep again, but how do you dance to? Oh oh, people people. I feel like can really dance. I feel like all they do is just go up and down. No 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 no. (laughs) You need to see like some of these moves. People they're like (laughs) doing all this crazy action. Like I like to. I I like to. I feel like that's like an interesting type of like movement. And like I feel like when I'm listening to EDM. 
I want to like get lost in it, not think about like yeah. spasming to every little sound. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like dubstep is very like erratic yes. and kind of. And I want to like I want to I want to float away like into some kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. meditative state, yeah, state of mind, and I want to dance and like feel good, not like. I don't want to be more worked up than I already am to begin with. And that's what that type of music does to me. I get like, what the hell is going on around me? (laughs) Yes. So house music and dubstep are almost can be like opposites at time where dubstep is so insane and random and kind of erratic. Whereas house music can be very, very simple and very like repetitive and kind of like like you said, get into kind of a meditative state almost. So it is interesting, but they are both under like the same umbrella of EDM. So it kind of is a good example of how different parts of it can be. But another thing I wanted to bring up is like, not all house music is created equally either. Like within house music, there's also tons of like, kind of garbage music, in my opinion. Like, I don't know, you look at someone like, uh diplo or or like this tropical house stuff like you know a lot of it's really trash <laughs> so you kind of have to find like the right artist within those <sighs> micro genres as well so yeah mika mika's nodding she agrees with me on this oh hell yeah uh don't even get me started on mm. tropical house make yeah. it stop. yeah make, it, make stop. it stop I mean, if you I, if you enjoy it, enjoy it. I personally don't, and I'm allowed to have the opinion that I think it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, booty. it does. I'm it does. To say that. And I think, like, <laughs> a lot of it is when when it becomes like a pop, really popular thing, and everyone's sort of doing the same thing. It's like it becomes so homogenous and like uninteresting, um, and kind of like toothless, in my opinion, as well. Where you you also can look at artists that are really doing experimental things or kind of making really unique stuff. So it's like when it when a genre becomes where it's very easily replicated and like just very it's like the same thing over and over again. And I think dubstep you could like say that about dubstep probably. Um, that's where it kind of loses me, especially. Hmm. One thing I do like, though, is that in a subgenre or a, or a certain artist can produce music that is in, like, multiple. Because sometimes it's kind of hard to, like, because you're like, oh, this person does this music. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they kind of also do this music and that music. Like, it's kind of cool that, like, if you're looking into one artist, you could also see examples yeah. of, like, different kinds of, For like, sure. EDM music. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny... But dubstep, though, it's mm. funny that you <laughs> dubstep's a whole different uh, thing. Bringing that up, that point, that was a great point, Rachel, about how some artists in EDM can actually span multiple mm-hmm. subgenres, like within EDM. And funny enough, like I think somebody who I think an artist who does it really well, who I had never dabbled in listen to ever anything until my I started dating my boyfriend a few years ago he used to listen to Flume mm, a lot y'all yeah, know who Flume yeah. is 
the Australian DJ, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he used to listen to Flume to study. And at first, I was like, "Ew, like studying to EDM," <laughs> but like. I was still in that, I was in that mindset where I didn't realize that, like, me listening to Daft Punk and, like, house music was, like, the same. Like, I was calling EDM, I, I was equating, yeah, like, right, you right, know, right, right. dubstep to EDM at that point. But Flume actually yeah. is really good at, uh, like, genre shifting. And even if he does have dubstep type elements in and, like, like, trip hop type elements that are a little a little more aggressive in his music it's also very melodic at the same time and so i think it's like a good balance as opposed to the skrillex types who are just like yeah there's a lot more variety there when it comes to someone like flume i think and another thing is like he really kind of pioneered his own sound almost like he was one of the first people who's kind of in that whole like future base vibe i guess and a lot of a lot a lot a lot of like edm producers try to like copy flume and like get that that flume sound or whatever so that's something where it's like yeah he's taking some elements of dubstep um you could say but he's doing it really in his own way so that's where it's like yeah finding those artists who are who are kind of mixing it up or like getting creative um just want to say that's crazy i i've listened to flume I never made the connection, though, that it, like, was really considered, like, EDM music, though. Like, just because dubstep yeah. seems to be what most people are more aware of, <laughs> but... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's, like, you you have you can have such a microscopic view of, like, such a massive genre just because of your experiences with it and how people use that term, I think. But, yeah. Yeah, and aside, I'm I'm just going to keep talking because I have a lot of thoughts. Aside from the artists who are doing, um, like, spanning multiple subgenres and doing something really fun and organic and fresh and that's all their own, like, flume, there are also, if you're, okay, so if you're into a certain type of music to begin with, like, I typically, I really enjoy listening to heavy metal. It's what I like, but I like darker, Uh like, gothic more type sounds and i know that there are edm artists who will cater to you in that way that will make darker like more gothy type music you know what i mean yeah yeah like i right. found some over you can the find past. something yeah you can find something for your taste 100 that is like factual i feel like that's a really good point because edm music like yeah if it depends on like what you like obviously but i feel like you could whatever you do like outside of edm you could find an edm and yeah exactly that's kind of like the point i was sort of pointing to with the whole like looking up any song and there's a dubstep remix is like it can kind of fill into a lot of different things and sort of i don't know it's very it can fit into like a lot of different genres or like pull from different genres like i even was listening to it was kind of like house fused with jazz or whatever, you know, like weird stuff like that can even happen. And it, you know, some people might say this is trash, but it kind of, it was interesting to me. And I, I, I with like that kind of thing, I also agree because like, for example, I like a lot of music that's other people might not like because I think, Oh, that's a funky chord in there. Or like, I really like finding stuff that is not very typically like seen in songs. And so Mm -hmm. 
I guess my original take at EDM was that, oh, well, kind of all sounds the same, you know, because it's just kind of like, you know, beats and then like, oh, beat drop, bass drop. But I think that people just don't realize how much like of the music they listen to could be an EDM. They just got to like look for the right thing and not um, take one genre as like, that's all EDM has to offer, you know? Yeah, right. You have to you have to do some exploring into some of these different sides of it for sure. More thoughts? <laughs> I'm curious More to know. Thoughts. I'm curious to know what since we're talking about all these different genres, all these different artists and everything, I'm curious to know like what some of y'all's favorite EDM artists or like who's in your playlist that could be considered EDM yeah um for me since we're talking about like uh house music earlier I really like Nicholas Jar and kind of a lot of his stuff um (laughs) like Against All Logic is kind of one of his things it's like He's someone who does some really interesting things and like uses some sort of obscure samples sometimes. And like, it's really, really interesting and really, really sick. Uh, That's one person I would recommend. And then another one is, or like another kind of micro or like genre we haven't really touched on too much is techno. And that's another one that I've kind of started listening to more recently. And like, there's a lot of really fun stuff there like i've been listening to like techno that's kind of using soul samples within it and it's like i don't know it's like actually very relaxing to me uh, and kind of very hypnotic but yeah that's a few i would say um i do not know a whole lot of artists um i'm kind of just getting into edm to where i'm figuring out all these different uh Mm -hmm. genres I have listened to one or two songs of a group that uh, would fall under like trance, I guess, which is called Above and Beyond. Um, pretty good. I, I just, I, I guess I like, are more attracted to the more chill side of EDM versus just like going hard and like, you know, very upbeat, like tempos or a lot, like really high um, beats per measure. Just a little bit more on the downside to where like, um, what y'all were saying before where it's just like oh like you're in a trance you're like getting into the music so i guess i would say that kind of stuff more like trance and i know house is pretty popular um that um i probably wouldn't be able to like pinpoint songs that i've heard um because once again i'm just getting into it but um like trance and house i really enjoy and then a little bit of techno as well Yeah, and, like, I think the genres kind of mm-hmm. bleed into each other a lot, where sometimes it's hard to tell exactly what, like, is this house, is this dubstep, like, or, you know, it it, it gets mixed up a lot, and artists like to blur the lines between these genres. But, yeah, I've been really obsessed with Nicholas Jar lately. <laughs> Funny enough, like, yeah, I've been listening to his Time For Us EP on repeat like it's like my designated i'm taking a shower uh (laughs) like alexa play type of thing so i really i really like what he's doing yeah he's super super creative 
I I like really I'm someone who's a little obsessed with like sampling and stuff and like he he takes like he took like this this like singer band from the 50s or something and turned it into this like crazy lavish like house song and it was like I don't know it just really blew my mind listening to the original sample and listening to how he what he did with it so yeah that's that's one of the reasons I really like Nick dang I'll I'll have to check this guy out this guy sounds really cool I also love it's so it's different definitely two different things where it's like you're taking a random song and then making it like more EDM versus sampling. I find something so cool about sampling, especially when you see the original and you're just like blown away with how they like made that into something new, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't know a lot of like, there's so many, like for any, for a lot of pop songs, it's like, Oh, like here's the, the EDM remix. We got this, you know, producer to make this and it's like it's fine but it's like you know yeah they added a few effects they added this build they i don't know did a couple things and added like this really heavy bass it's kind of like it's back to that kind of formula it's like not really that groundbreaking or anything but yeah one more thing uh if you are looking to start listening to more EDM that is geared towards, well, actually, I guess they kind of do a little bit of everything, but one of my big awakenings, this sounds so cliche and stupid, but watching Boiler Room sets on YouTube. Oh, I know. I do that so often, and I, like, will literally pause the set and then go, like, search, like, what they're using in their set, and I've found so many good DJs because of watching Boiler Room sets. Uh, who is my favorite? Her name is Sama. Mm. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to say her name right. I'm probably gonna butcher it, but Sama Abduhadi, she, her sets are fire. They're so good, they're so good. And I just oh, cannot, cannot. She's, she's shown me just through her sets so much good music that I would have never found otherwise because it was so elusive and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that side of it. Another another um, producer who's definitely worth checking out, a lot of people probably already know of, but Kei Trinata, um, you know, it, he, he blends house with so many different things and like, uh, he's just, yeah, back to the sampling thing and if you're looking for an artist that like has, uh, you know, vocals on a lot of the tracks, he gets the kind of people that come on. And uh, yeah, definitely someone who's really in that like middle area of like really blending these genres and just making his own thing completely. And um, yeah. wait, so I I'm not exactly sure what y'all were talking about the boiler room or what y'all were looking on YouTube. What exactly oh, is that? <laughs> it's like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like these, or Miki, you could probably talk about it more. I haven't watched it that much, but it's pretty much these DJ sets where they're like, I don't know, in this room with a bunch of people and kind of yeah, so playing their songs, I guess. Sorry, I was on mute. But yeah, so you can like, 
you can just look up Boiler Room sets on YouTube or you can go to boilerroom.tv, I think is what their website is. And basically they just get these like DJs and producers to to run sets um, at like parties, like or very they're usually like pretty small, intimate type feels that I think you have to like be invited to sometimes. Um Mm-hmm. and they put the camera on the DJ set so you watch them like mix the set the entire time and you can see all the people behind them dancing and like socializing and it kind of makes you feel like you're there if you like have it on a TV or you're like watching it <laughs> which is, was super fun during uh, like the quarantine periods and stuff like to be able to do that when we were like well I mean not like I mean, I miss human interaction still because Zoom calls, but like I haven't gone to a party or anything in so long where I've like heard (laughs) a live DJ set like that. And it just makes you feel like you're there. It is so, so like, I don't know. It's such a, yeah, they're really, really cool. And a lot of, a lot of great artists have been on it. Um, But yeah, I think, one kind of final note I want to say is like, and I, we've definitely been touching on this already, but just like the the access and the sort of democratization of music creating software like FL Studio or whatever you Ableton, mm, Ableton, like any like most like eleven year olds can get this on their computer or whatever and start making stuff. You know, what are they going to make? Who knows? A lot of it is probably awful things of let it be dubstep remix or whatever, Wellerman or, or whatever you want to point to. But it is going to be more artists like Nicholas Jar, like Flume or Kate Renata, who are like doing extremely creative things. And they just started with very basic means. So it's like there's the good side and the bad side to this huge amount of access yeah i feel like the more and more like well i mean as the years pass by (laughs) um i feel like there will probably be even more things that are created in edm just because i feel like it's such like a way i guess that people can experiment with different things and like you said there's so many different type of softwares you can download nowadays that like people can just experiment with yeah and you don't need to know how to play right right you know you don't need to know how to like any of that kind of stuff to make it so that's why it can be this huge genre with like so many Mm -hmm. micro genres yeah like i'm not even i'm not i'm not good i I have no i would if you put like actual vinyl in front of me i have no idea how to mix a set or anything but i do have garage band on my ipad (laughs) <laughs> and I've literally like spent hours because you know I've been finding things to like do since I haven't been going out and doing anything and at home I was just sitting on my bed like messing with GarageBand and I was like wait this this is kind of like fun to dance to of like things that I was making out of like the preset GarageBand exactly, yeah. beats so I think it's extremely <laughs> accessible and it's on- There's some bangers that have been made with GarageBand. Let's just put it that way. Steve Lacey oh, yes. makes all of his music I love on Steve GarageBand. Lacey. He really makes it all on GarageBand? Um, that's great. That's that's incredible. Yes. Yes. On his iPhone. Oh, my God. So, shout out to him. <laughs> also, this is just a fun trivia, but the 
the drum beat on Umbrella by uh, Rihanna was one of the default drum beats on GarageBand. So I knew this. Yeah. I knew this, and I <laughs> I think about that a lot. I think about it. Really makes you think. Yeah. Um. Cool, Mika. Do you want to just sort of do a quick like conclusion where you kind of reiterate some of the stuff that we've mentioned? Yeah. So I mean whole idea behind what we were talking about i feel like we've repeated it so many times but EDM have, is yeah. such a vast genre and i can guarantee that if you were holding a gun up to my head i would find something that you enjoy listening to if you think you hate edm <laughs> you don't hate edm yeah. you just have all you need specific- to do is hold mika hostage and she will find i'll find an artist something that you like. for you yeah. Yeah, and I just don't right. let don't let dubstep scare you. Don't. Final thoughts. <laughs> I 100% agree. Thank you, Rachel and Mika, for coming on and talking about this. It has been very, very fun. And <laughs> I hope you guys go out there, search for an artist that you like, and give EDM another chance. Uh, if dubstep has scared you away, but yeah. That wraps it up. Thanks for listening.